This podcast is brought to you courtesy of Renault, the world's most exclusive sunglasses. It's now available at renault.co.uk and at select boutiques around the globe. You are listening to the Official Concept Podcast. Enjoy listening to Alan. Today on the show, we're interviewing David Van Dyke. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to, to, to talk to you. I've seen a lot of your work and I, and I love it. Filming most of the work or are you mainly directing it? Yeah, yeah. So basically at the moment, I'm mostly doing, doing all, all aspects, shooting, editing, uh, sound production, um, and then of course directing sort of like the whole creative uh, vision of it and, and whatnot as well. Since starting videography, how have you been able to utilize stress in these situations when feeling over-encumbered? Is there any advice you can give someone who is starting in this field of work? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, especially transitioning from just making personal creative projects into the more professional kind of space. Uh, there, there was definitely a lot, a lot of stress coming from that. Uh, luckily, though, my father's actually uh, done internet marketing and sort of was able to get, give me a leg up in that space. And uh, my first actual promotional video at 16, uh, he was uh, kind enough to bring me on to shoot and edit that as he sort of directed and, and took the reins there. So it was it felt more as a natural sort of transition from that more like childlike state of just making things for fun. Um, because it just it just seemed to blend so so well. I'm just it's like I'm still doing the same things I was just making films with friends, but now it's just on on that kind of corporate level. Um, but then to anyone that's just starting out, uh, I would say you you gotta have you gotta have a lot of passion and love and love for the field. Um, like you know, don't expect to be getting paid right away, and you know, expect long hours. Expect to put in a lot to hone your craft. Just because it is so, you know, it is so competitive. But when when you really love it, um, it's just I feel like, at least for me, it's you know, it's just felt so natural, just sort of like an extension of of who I am in a way. So when you first started, uh, was that when you were at the age of sixteen, or were you making your own videos before that just for fun? Right. So I was making videos. Uh, Probably, I would say since about eleven or twelve, um, but uh, yeah. So, so I was making just little little films, little action scenes, just you know, fun fun kind of stuff with my friends, whoever I could get. And then it, it actually started to get serious and and you know get professional, you know, in the sense of the word. Uh, when I turned sixteen, and I actually you know realized I could start making money with it, kind of thing. Well, how is that for you? Because that would have happened at such a young age, because most people, when they come into this type of uh, career in media, that, that normally doesn't happen until they're in their early 20s, if they're, if they're extremely lucky. So how is that for you when you realize when you could actually generate income from this? Yeah, it was, it was huge. It, it really set me on the path to starting my own company, Van Dyke Visuals. Um, and then yeah, for, from there, I just started to work on a website and I, you know, I'd never done that before. So I'm like, oh, okay, how do I, how do, how can I do this? And then it just, yeah, the whole world kind of opened up to the possibilities and, you know, it was just a matter of, of building up the, uh, the overall uh, brand, I guess you, you, you could say. Like, I'm not naturally talented at anything. 
one of the biggest things that kind of changed with me was when I was uh, 21 years old. And what happened was I was uh, just doing uh, like uh, promotional videos, like advertising videos for restaurants or cafes and, and just small model photo shoots as well. Right, right. And then uh, one of my old friends from high school, uh, he, he called me up and he was, this is before uh, the adpocalypse, but he was doing YouTube okay. full time. And he had, he had um, about 500,000 followers, uh, subscribers. And he told me that he, he was generating roughly 400K a year. Wow. I, I, was, I was so shocked. And uh, yeah. that's when I just realized that for me, uh, personal branding is very important. Because right. if you're just producing content for other people, either... Uh, through uh, restaurants or cafes, or if you're if you're mainly behind the camera and if you don't really have your own persona, I find that damages you as well. Yeah, no that that's a really great point, and I I feel like for at least myself, being so creative, it's like you know it's so easy to forget. Like you know you don't just want to market these businesses; you also want to market yourself just as much. And when you're, yeah, when you're literally behind the camera, you know, it's, it's so easy to forget that. So that is really something that I've sort of come to, to realize more and more over the past couple of years to, to really implement, like, am I doing, am I doing these stories, these, you know, these Instagram little snippets and kind of just always putting myself out there in some way, shape or form, you know. Anyone has the option to buy a smartphone that can stabilize and shoot in 4K. In your opinion, what makes a great cinematographer? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so so much out there just for the basic content creation, and people, you know, with their iPhones can can make great looking video. But for me, like, what separates a videographer from a cinematographer is the cinematographer knows not only the camera but everything else that's working in unison with the camera to really make an image pop, right? We're talking lighting and how you light. We're talking the gear you use and how you move the camera, right? We're, we're, we're talking even just the colors that the actor's wearing and how it blends with everything else in the set and just all these things they have a harness in. But then I think what, what would separate a, a good cinematographer from a great cinematographer is the great cinematographer, um, knows how to use all that to really push an emotion in, in any given time right and they're they they know exactly like this camera's going to move in at this pace with this lighting and this is how it's going to make an audience feel and that's exactly what i'm trying to achieve right so so they kind of go forward with that intention knowing exactly the emotional import of how they're shooting the scene i think that's what what makes a great uh cinematographer being able to capture an emotion so you can share that emotion to other people. Mm, right. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so huge. I mean, it's, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the, in the technical terms and all this, but at the end of the day, we're, we're just playing with emotions, right. With, with our, with our content. You know? While working on film commercials and music videos, please tell us the different processes it takes to create the complete video. The way I look at it is the you have the most creative control or at least like, you know, creative possibility with with the music videos, at least the ones I work on. It's just uh, 
It's just you can just try all these crazy abstract concepts and sort of work with the artists in this free flowing way. Whereas commercials I see as the complete opposite where you're more tied down, right? And a lot of times it's like, okay, here's here's what we're showing. Here's how we want to show it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just do, do it this way. And then film is, is in a way I see film as a blend of the two. And it's, 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 it can be very technical, but then it's, it's, you know, it's also very creative and it's really just a mishmash and, and it's, yeah, I love film. It's if, if I had to choose like sort of my hierarchy of what I'd want to work on, it's, it's film and then music videos and then commercial work, but you know, I, I enjoy it all you know but yeah that's sort of how i look at it which one is easier to uh, produce because if you're doing a commercial is it easier because everything's already laid out and people already know what they're doing or a music video seeing that you have more creative control i yeah i see oh, a good question i see i see music videos as the simpler or the easier and I think that's only because I, I, that's only because I guess you're not trying to like hit certain certain benchmarks as much. It's more like you know just free flowing in a way. So you know you sort of have that room to fail. Uh, in a, you know what I mean? Like with, with at least with the with the corporate, it's always like uh, we we have this product and we want to we want to showcase it and talk about, you know, X, X, Y, and Z, you know, just, yeah, it, it, it's just a lot more fun, I guess. You could just have a lot more fun with, with the music videos than, than anything else that I've uh, worked on. Yeah. I always find corporate jobs a little bit more stressful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you have to tick so many boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then of course, you know, if the client isn't happy, you're just like, Oh, no, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> you know, uh, I can't go back, you know, it's, or it's, not so deep into it. yeah. it's not my fault, it's the box. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the product isn't there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, but yeah, totally. <laughs> has there ever been a time when when you've either just walked out or you've just been like, I, I'm like, You've either felt that a project is so far away from you or somebody has just pushed you over to the edge. Um, well, actually, it's funny that but this actually happened recently for a music video that I was supposed to shoot. And, uh, you know, I got the shot list. I got the script and I'm looking at it like there is no way we can get this done in two like, seven hour days. Like, you know, so I call the client. I'm like, OK, I'm going to need least an extra day or more time for each day and they're like no 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 that won't work and then i'm like okay well will you maybe shorten the script because because like you know they were trying to make you know a sort of a film attached to the music video you know how they have some music videos have like a little skit and whatever but uh, he looked at that and was like no we can't change it we can't do this and then yeah my, my hands were tied it's like i i can't I can't work with you at this point if, if you're not willing to work with me. Right. So then I was like, I was just off the project. I'm like, sorry, this, uh, this isn't going to work, but you know, it's, it seems like it more so happens on music videos, at least for myself, as opposed to anything else where I just don't see the, the value, um, 
or control not not control in a way but just the the value sort of like in what everything's bringing to the table everyone's bringing to the table kind of thing yeah like that's one of the biggest differences between doing corporate jobs and doing music videos because what i've found is usually doing music videos there's a there's a whole group of people wanting their own piece of the pie but with corporate they already have everything laid out for you totally so it is a little bit more stricter however it's very organized right right yeah it's it's also a thing where up until recently i haven't really had a say i'm like okay i'll take on this new project because i don't have others that i can fall back on right and it was just about uh the the money aspect about it but now i've kind of just got to a point where i can be like okay no thanks on a certain project um and not look at just you know i need money so i'll take it kind of thing right so having that option those options is 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 very freeing so so yeah that's been the only one where i've really had that um had that kind of issue but you know there's there's been corporate work where i've just felt like i've just trapped and i i can't satisfy them it's like okay you know is it is it me or is it really just like a, a very like picky client or something like that right which which can happen but but yeah no overall uh yeah overall things have been pretty pretty smooth in general since you work with shooting editing and sound production does this give you creative control in a project and what is the creative process when working with a team yeah so so totally and and for the most part when i'm doing my own projects i'll have the full creative control if it's my own personal thing right uh when i'm working with a team or other production houses i definitely i definitely don't have the creative control i would otherwise and then it's more in the hands of either the client the the producer or whoever's directing the project right um but i would say by and large i i would and and that's in all aspects, right? That's in the film, that's in the commercial, that's in the music videos. But but yeah, I'd say overall, I, I would. You work on social media, then you can either get sponsors or in a larger fan base, or would you prefer to uh, work for advertisements or other companies? I honestly, I, at this point, I'm, I'm very on the fence about that. This is something I've been sort of going back and forth on for a while like you know should I build my YouTube channel or should I stick with these companies and build with them and it is it is so tough and I I'm I guess I'm at the point where I'm, I want to do both but I just know how much time and energy you have to put into both to really make it so yeah at this point I'm, I'm just so on the fence I see value in both right yeah. what, what has been your most memorable experience working on set most memorable experience yeah uh, there's actually there's actually a couple but one very recent one um which <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a short film of mine called brink uh it's, it's my biggest one yet uh most money people involved work put in you know everything uh we're we're finally on day 10 of production and this is over a year of, of being in production just just to try to make this thing right throughout the pandemic uh you know so so just last november we're, we're shooting and i was like okay i finally need to just set a date and stick to it like it's putting this off because of like weather challenges and whatever i just need to find a date so i'm like okay saturday let me inform the crew and cast we're gonna shoot 
Saturday rolls around. It's November, late November. I, I can't remember the exact day, but it was one of the days here in, in British Columbia, Canada, where we had some of the worst torrential rainfall, like in, in history, like just, it was just oh pounding rain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're on, I'm like, okay, I couldn't have picked a worst day, but we're, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. So we're, we're basically shooting a, a car chase scene, right? Like that's, that's the whole scene is this car chase. So I'm out in the rain, filling these cars coming down the road. I'm in the car or filming through the window and all that. And then, uh, and then we finally get to the end of the day and everyone's just drenched. Like the, the rain park I had on is like, I'm wearing it as a scarf at this point with the wind blowing and stuff. <laughs> like everyone's just oh my so... But we, I got the final shot. I knew in my head, you know, this is the final shot I'll need to make the film. Got it. And, and just the adrenaline kicked in and I was just over the moon happy. Just so proud of what everyone and we, you know, we all were able to accomplish and, and everyone just felt it too. Like everyone just got so excited and i'm like hey buddy and i, I pulled a guy aside to like get an, an instagram story and i'm just like unmental <laughs> i'm just like going crazy <laughs> yeah, <that's awesome. laughs> i'm just like i need to share this this excitement with the world i mean this is ridiculous this is stupid but we got it done and i'm i'm happy for it so so yeah so, oh so i would goodness. say that's yeah that's probably the most memorable experience <laughs> Yeah, but that's awesome. Uh, so, um, when it, when it comes to that type of stuff with car chases, how many yeah. shots do you have to take before it it's solid? There's for this one, there's a lot less than you would have thought, and that's partly because it was you know raining really bad, and then also partly because I knew how it was going to cut. And you know, basically, when I approach it, we we have we need shots outside getting the cars coming down the road you know some nice low angles there we need the shots of the person driving the car so you know getting in getting right up in getting his face his expressions and all that of the character and scene and then we need shots and, and this is more just b-roll but we, we need shots of the the gear shift being moved the pedal being pressed the the rpms flying up and down and all that the the speed gauge you know all these things and then and then lastly just a shot out the front of the car and the back to just show that perspective when he's looking in the mirror and whatnot or looking out front and and that's sort of that's sort of how i broke it down for day 10 and and it seemed to be the most efficient way and and effective too with the edit um for the for the scene using different cameras do you have a preference in brands and what would be the ultimate setup if you could only have one camera for the rest of your life e.g body lens and microphone this is this is a tough one <laughs> there's so much there's so <laughs> much good stuff out there but i currently i use the black magic uh camera a black magic camera and, and i just love them for their image um but if I had all the money in the world, let's say, right, it would definitely be an airy camera of some sort, uh, the, the high-end cinema line there. Um, you just, I just find you can't beat the colors out of that. So probably an airy 65, the large format uh, airy. And then I love, I love anamorphic lenses. I just love that sort of widescreen 
style and format. So, so, you know, if we're getting really technical, this Atlas, uh, the Atlas anamorphics from Orion, they, they're just such a cool look to them. And, and the anamorphic, uh, look to that is super, super cool. The bokeh and the, the oval shape, you know, blurred areas, all that is just super, the flares that you get, you know, I'm not trying to be JJ Abrams, but just the, <laughs> the, the flares. So yeah, that, you know, there's so much you can do with it, but, um, yeah, I would say that for, and, and then for audio, for mics, I'm, I guess I'm less aware, picky of, of exactly the mic, but I, I, you know, there, there's a new recorder out there from, from zoom. I think it's called the F six and, and it's just so cool because the audio that comes through that, the 32 bit audio, it actually like, ant it can't peak in a way where if it does, you can bring that down and, and kind of normalize the levels. And, you know, so that with a, with a high end $2,000 shotgun mic throw on for good measure, like, you know, that, that'd be pretty, pretty wicked. So yeah, man, it's uh gear gears fun i can go all day on gear but it's a lot yeah. of times it's just dreams and then i'm like okay i'll keep using my uh two thousand dollar camera but you know I'll... yeah how much how much for one of those cam uh, cameras that you were talking about are they like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars oh yeah easily a hundred thousand yeah. dollars just for the camera and then the lens yeah. another a 50 you know a whole set of them two hundred thousand dollars you know so it's like we're getting up there fast i still am a really big fan of casey Neistat and peter mckinnon right on. i think they're really great uh videographers and so yeah. when i first started out i was like oh i want to get one of their cameras yeah. <laughs> it's like just the body's twelve thousand dollars oh and man. it's like oh <laughs> Yeah. But, um, but, but right now I, uh, I'm, I'm mainly, uh, into Lumix. So I have a, cool. uh, Lumix G9, um, with it, with a couple of lenses, but yeah, I, I love Lumix. Great. Yeah. I, I love them too. I just bought the GH5 recently and, and they're all, all they're all so good. They're all. So yeah, good. yeah. 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 That's so good for videos as well. Yeah. Whatever, that... um, whatever happened to red cameras? Yeah. They, they seem to not take as much of the storm these days. I, I still like them and, and I still would shoot with them, but yeah, I mean, they just had the, the V Raptor come out recently. And then of course the, the red Komodo is sort of like their mini form factor camera. Everyone's hyped about, but I think it's just in the past, they've been so expensive to rig out and maintain that. And, and, you know, just talking about the storage alone, these little red mags cost you like 2000 bucks. <laughs> just get a few gigs right there <laughs> but um you know it's it's just it's just crazy but yeah i think as they evolve i think they're, they're going to become more and more accessible to people using different you know different memory cards or whatever and different uh di different ways of shooting i think they're just going to adapt more to like the way the world seems to be going which is you know more compatibility across uh across brands mm. Was there moments in your life where you thought that you were going to have to get a normal career? Oh, uh, definitely not in ever in the long term. I, I never saw myself, I don't know, being being a baker or whatever, or whatever, what a defined <laughs> normal job. Right. But um, but there were obvious there were definitely stints where like I would work odd jobs and that kind of thing. But the the passion has always kept me there and it's always kept me in focus. And and the beauty of it is 
And what I would tell anyone who wants to do it is like, if you just love doing it, you just do it anyways, right? Like whether mm. you're working any job or any place anywhere, you're just always making stuff because you love it, right? So that's how I've always approached it. And it just sort of suddenly, you know, I'm at this one area of life where I'm making stuff just for fun with friends. And the next thing you know, I'm doing that same thing, but making money and then so on and so forth, bigger and bigger kind of scales with it, right? So... So yeah, no, I, I I've never seen like a normal sort of job as as my career, but but of course now I would just say what I do is is normal at least to me. <laughs> There's always a price to pay, and with with the struggle of life itself, I think that if you're going through hardship with creating your own projects, so right. what does this mean? It means that I have to purchase a decent enough camera so that's money that i could have spent on something else right something else that i could have done like gone to the movies or i don't know had a party mm. and but i instead invested a few thousand dollars into this setup that i have right because i i enjoy it but there's and then the other thing is if i were to have just wasted all this money sure mm. i would have had good experiences but that means i would have given up the dream of trying to unlock my potential in cinematography or, or photography. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like the way that I kind of see it is you're going to feel bad either way. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, there's always, it's like, there's always a grass is greener approach. Definitely when it comes to creativity, because yeah. I remember when I remember when I was first starting uh, social media and I just thought like, this is, this is a couple of, well, a few years ago, mm -hmm. I just thought, when I reach this many followers, I'm going to be happy. And yeah. then when I reach that many followers, I'm going to be happy. And then I started to get uh, like recognized on the street. I, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a happy yeah. person. Like right. I'm, I meditate a lot and I, and I have a lot of uh, focus on myself. But these no. things weren't making me happier. They were just things that happened. Right. And so I think that a lot of people put too much value and in fame when it comes to social media and they lose the the fun the magic of creating itself right yeah i yeah ab absolutely you know it's it's huge when you went over to the approach of being coming a professional at this was there any time when you were just thinking this is this is becoming too much for me i really can't say there has been and i'm just trying to think more early on to when i was starting but it's no i mean it's it's always just been a matter of how can i how can i improve right like what is this teaching me to allow me to get better not sort of the opposite approach where oh i suck at this i'm a failure kind of thing right I mean, mm. I, I've, I've had those times and I think everyone does as, as you're getting better where you, you think, you know, I'm no good. I'm not going to succeed in this. But everyone starts from somewhere. Everyone will have that, those, those, those moments, even the people that are the best nowadays that we rank the highest. I mean, everyone's gone through that phase. So I think just changing my perspective and looking at it from a place of growth is what really allowed me to stick with it and never really had me really feeling bogged down, um, you know, by any potential um, failures. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. 
<laughs> and lucky, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, because um, because what yeah. happens with me is if I'm not creating something, if I'm not working on a project or right. or either doing something in photography, I get very bummed out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm I've been there too, and yeah, it's so easy to lose it sometimes. You just get distracted but then you're like oh i feel like something's missing you know and then you go back to being creative and that spark comes and you know the life is there right so yeah that's i I can definitely relate to that for sure have you ever had a break that went like through a consecutive amount of months yeah actually when i first sort of started working full-time and and got my first job that's actually when it's i just put it on the back burner and it wasn't really there. Um, and yeah, and, and it's funny because for that period of time, it didn't even really cross my mind. I think I just kind of forgot about it. You know, now I'm working. It's like, oh, that's, that's far, some far off thing or some distant thing of the past. But then I just, it was always there. There was always some nagging that sort of kept tugging at me to, to get on that. And then you know, once I felt like I was more established, I, you know, I had a website, you know, I was getting business cards made and so on and so forth and putting myself out there on social media. And then it was like, okay, now, now I'm ready, right? Now I can make that push. But yeah, there was about, there was about a year and a half, about a year and a half when I was 18, where I didn't, didn't really do much with video. Mm. How old are you, by the way? I'm, I'm 24 now. Oh, okay. I'm 28. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same in your 20s, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, right. <laughs> um, who is someone you would love to work with in the future? And did you have any role models who inspired you? Yeah. So one person that really comes to mind is is Ryan Conley. I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, he runs this YouTube channel called Film Riot. And, and that just inspired the heck out of me growing up. And, and I was, uh, I really, <laughs> not, not all of my passion, but I really kind of account for a lot of my passion coming from just watching these tutorials on how you can do these Hollywood level things for like no money at home. You know, you know, it was like some wild, you know, some really crazy stuff. So, so, you know, the, the guy that, that created this, this, uh, show or YouTube, channel ryan conley he's always been someone i i admire and respect um and sort of how i've taken my approach to filmmaking in the films i've made is just you know how can we do these crazy things for for little to no money and and you know really uh really hone the skills you know so i would say i would say him for sure and and role models uh who inspired i mean i would put him in that in that camp but I mean, like, like I was mentioning with my overall passion being film directing, I would say there there's certain directors, uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, to name an obvious example, uh, <laughs> David Fincher in, in uh, just the precision and attention to detail, uh, perfection in a lot of his movies, right? Like The Social Network or uh, Fight Club and, and, you know, these movies. But... Yeah, so it's it's been it's been a few a few characters that that have really uh, that have really pushed me to to become better, inspired me. What's in the future for you? 
Yeah, that's that's a big one for sure. I definitely moving more into filmmaking and and just film directing, and so building up my network of people I can trust and work with is is going to be huge. Uh, so, so to put it short, is is feature films and um, you know Hollywood eventually is what I'm is what I'm aiming towards. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm strapped in, ready ready for the crazy ride. But yeah, I'm taking it one uh, one day at a time. One, one, one step at a time. Hey, that's great. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, David, for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on. And it's been, it's been a pleasure.